welcome to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name is Tori. My name is Taylor Shay. Welcome back. Hi. How y'all doing? Um, we are okay, I think. I'm okay. I'm okay for today. Yeah, I'm okay for today, yeah. day by day. I did tell, I have a coworker who has been also on the, like, not doing so good mentally mm-hmm. train, um, and we were trying to talk yesterday, well, actually the last two days, every day that we've been trying to, like, have, like, a sit-down, like, mental health. Check-in? Yeah, like, talk. Mm-hmm. Someone interrupts us. Oh, love that. Um, it feels and, like how we were when we worked at the same agency yes. together. So, and, like, at one point, like, the person who interrupted me yesterday was, like, my least favorite coworker. Oh, no, and, this bitch. Yeah, so, like, when they were in the bathroom, she looked at me and she was, like, that's so frustrating. Every time we've been trying to, like, genuinely have a discussion about this, like, we get interrupted. And I'm, like, yeah. And I'm, like, are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, not really. And I'm, like, are you doing okay? You... Not the best. And yeah. then just kind of looked at her and, like, well, you know, if you ever need, you could just do what me and my roommate do. And we just look at each other and be, like, is it time for a mental health check-in? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. or, like, mental health roundup, see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be, like, what's your serotonin level? Yeah. LOL zero. Yeah. So now she also is going to be actively seeking me out for like mental health. Oh yeah, balance. it's great. Like I think you y'all can probably yeah. tell. Like me and Tay, we literally will look at each other and be like, "Hey, mental health check in. How you doing, bud?" Like I it's don't. not it's not just a podcast thing. It is no. also a we often look at each other and be like, "Hey, bud, how we doing?" We I a lot of time I think I mentioned this. I gauge how good you're doing based on if the house is clean or not. Cleaner. Yes, or and things. and I don't yeah. want to say that in a, in a way that's like you do all the house chores but (laughs) it's like i like this past week i have not had a lot of spoons to do to do Mm -hmm. dishes and so i haven't really been doing them and i know that you're doing somewhat okay because the dishes are done yeah when normally like if they're not if if none of us do dishes for two or three days we're like okay we both don't have the energy we're Mm -hmm. not good you know all that fun stuff but the dishes Mm -hmm. have been done which is really really nice because i haven't had the energy yeah so i've literally been having rice and frozen wontons for dinner for the past three nights so. Yeah, I've just been making whatever random crap because I have finally started Lexapro. So the podcast is Woo! not officially sponsored by Lexapro, but Lexapro sponsor us because we're Please. both on Lexapro. And I think it's yes. funny because you're on five milligrams. Yeah. And they were like, that's the lowest dose. We'll start on the lowest dose. When I went on Lexapro, my doctor was like, the lowest dose is 10 milligrams. So I'm on double what you're on. And I don't know what that says about me at the time because I also went on it when I was already on my Vivance. So like... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means, but I just thought it was funny that I'm on double what you are. And it's like, they were like, oh, yeah, this is the lowest amount we can put you on. And my doctor was like, no, bitch, 10 milligrams. And I was like, oh, shit. You're just a big anxiety girly. Yeah. <sighs> gorgeous, gorgeous girls have anxiety and are on Lexapro. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, we are yes, two Lexapro fiends. Currently trying to, like, manage some of the, like, side effects. Because right yes. now I'm getting mostly just side effects rather than full on, like, assistance <laughs> but that's like that's usually how that goes and yeah i, I think that's, that's why it starts i think that's why a lot of people are scared to go on SS- mm-hmm. ssris because they don't want to deal with like the ramification not ramifications but the like the at the side effects before because mm-hmm. it's one of those ones that side effects come first yeah instead of like the help and that's something that's annoying whereas like with my vivans or like a stimulant normally it's the help that comes first and then the side effects yeah so like it's a little frustrating to have to you know yes do that so i'm like messing with it because 
I was taking it in the morning with all of my regular meds, but it was making me really drowsy during the day. So mm-hmm. today I'm going to swap to at the end of the day. Yeah. And like I was talking with my coworker that that's what happened with them as well mm. is that like for her, it was also a like gave her some drowsiness. So mm-hmm. she takes it at night so then she can sleep off yeah. the drowsiness and then like be good during the day. Well, it's funny you say so. that because my I didn't have that reaction, but I was also on stimulants. So like yeah. I feel like my opinion on when I first started Lexapro, like I was on Vivans for a month and a half before I went on Lexapro. So I don't have... I've never been on just an antidepressant, just okay. just Lexapro. I've always been on Vyvanse and that. And Vyvanse, because the stimulant can, like, increase your anxiety and stuff. So maybe that's why she put it on 10 milligrams, because I was already mm-hmm. on, like, a somewhat anxiety-inducing drug. Yeah. Um, so but... you needed a little more to kind of mellow you out since <laughs> you were already, like... Yeah. I was... Yeah. Well, it's... And it's so funny, because I was thinking the other day, like, what would happen if, if like, you took my Vyvanse? And... Oh, I've taken Adderall yeah. to write papers I'm going to pause real quick. I cannot see your face. Um, I'm gonna side note, um, not to interrupt our conversation, but yes. we have been stopping to adjust Tay's mic yes. because um, I couldn't hear a word she was fucking, or I could hear, it, I could hear it, but like I don't think you guys could hear yeah. it. And then we moved the mic from her left to her, or from her right to her left. And then I was talking to her for the last two minutes, and I could just see a fucking bar across her <laughs> eyes. I couldn't see her face, so we just paused again to fix yes. it. So I apologize. So, no, but as I was telling you, yes. I've taken Adderall before to write papers in yes. college. Um, I wrote my senior thesis like that. Didn't I wrote twenty five. Yeah, I wrote 25 pages in 13 hours. I cleaned my entire house. Mm -hmm. I wrote my bucket list, which consisted of things like uh, pimpin', eat more cheese, and summon demons. Pimpin'? Pimpin'. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I support you and your pimpin', I guess. Yeah, that's what went on the list. I don't know. Love it. Love it. Um, It was concerning for my roommate. I also sent an email to my professor because I wanted to quote... And like look, take from a very specific article, but it was from an article that was taught in a class by a professor who had retired. So it was oh. like, oh, do you perhaps know this? He okay. did not and emailed me back because it was a really weird email and was like, are you good? And I just emailed back, no. <gasps> and then emailed that retired professor like 50 50 shot maybe she kept the email she did i ended up getting the article that i was needing and was able to quote from it but also then he came up to me afterwards the next weekend and was like what the hell was going on with you and i'm like i was on adderall oh my god because i like i always think about that like i take it to be a person like i take it to function i take it to be weird and and people take the drug that i need to be able to shower every day In order to just, like, do papers and shit, which is, like, mm-hmm. hello? Oh, yeah. I did that several times with, like, midterms, tests, essays, all kinds of stupid shit. Love I it. loved doing Adderall and then getting, like, weird shit done. I, you know what the worst thing is? I wish I could have that experience. Oh, it's so I much wish fun. I could have the experience where I take a pill like that and just bounce off the fucking That's walls. That's the only stimulant that I... I've tried. I'm mm-hmm. not really an uppers girly. I'm more mm-hmm. of a downers girly. So, like, when it comes to, like, illicit substances, I've always taken downers. Um, uh, gotcha, but gotcha, gotcha. that's the only one that I've ever done for, like, uppers. And it was for, like, yeah. paper type reasons. From what I've heard, because I've never done, like, cocaine or shit like that. Like, no, I'm on I'm upper done. as a medicine. But, like, I don't do recreational drugs like that. Yeah. Um, and so... <laughs> So um, I was talking to a coworker and he said that he also has ADHD and he did cocaine one time with his friends yeah. and he just sat there and was like normal. He's like, my brain was quiet, but my rest of my friends were bouncing off the fucking yeah. wall. And I was like, I've heard oh, that shit. Yeah. I mean, cause think about it. Literally yeah. Vyvanse and Adderall are amphetamines, which are mm-hmm. 
a cousin for a cousin and a hop skip and a jump away from methamphetamine so i'm just microdosing meth every day nice so like because me and my one coworker who recently got diagnosed with adhd we were trying to figure out what um how much would someone have to take a vivance to equal a, a chunk of meth Oh, um, fun fact, I searched for an hour and a half one night and I couldn't find anything. So obviously also you're probably on a watch list now. I, I, I have a prescription. It's fine. The Fibbies is still probably looking at you. Fibbies like, what can are you go doing? fuck themselves. <laughs> Fibbies, don't talk to me. Fuck off. I have a prescription. <laughs> I have a disease. If they if they tell me I can't look up stuff about my own medicine, they're ableists because I have a disease. I'm diseased. I am diseased. Anyway, so what are we fucking talking about today? <laughs> yes. So I'm going to tell you a very odd, interesting case. Mm-hmm. Um, I first heard about this case on as many of the true crime cases that I remember terribly is um, the show Deadly Women. You brought that up like three or four times. I've never seen it before. I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, I really like it. They do every episode's the same. They do like three separate cases of like murderous women. Mm-hmm. Is um, Dorothy Puentes on that? Yes. Okay. Uh, and they like they have um. Oh God, her last name's DeLong. 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 Yeah, I think it's like Julia. Oh God, I'm. I have to look it up. She is a very. She used to work for the FBI. She was a criminal profiler. Oh, like shit. she's a psychologist. She's really amazing. Never heard of her. She gets on there and talks about the psychology of a lot oh. of um these different people. She also has her own. I think it's Candace Delong. Candace. It is Candace Delong. Okay. okay, so Dr. Candace Delong. She is an. Uh, her bio says. Uh, she's an American former FBI criminal profiler and best-selling author. Oh, wow. So she'll go on and she talks about the different kind of psychology. She mm. now has a podcast doing the same thing. Oh, shit. So, like, she's super interesting. I find her uh, to be a very fascinating mm. woman. Yeah. And, like, her analysis of these women and why they commit crime is mm-hmm. so interesting to me. And is probably why during all of my criminal justice classes, usually I would write mm-hmm. any of my papers on, like, feminist criminal theory. Oh, yeah, theory. 100%. Yeah. Because nice. I just find her so deeply fascinating. And yeah. this case was one of the, like, the ones that stuck in my brain because I was like, what the fuck just happened mm-hmm. here? Yeah. And so we're also going to talk a little bit about the concept of Folly Adieu. Okay. So this is... I only know Folly Adieu because yes. that's a Fall Out Boy album. Yes, but no. That's the only thing I know about it at so, all. So we'll talk more about what Folly Adieu literally means mm-hmm. and like what the disease itself is. And because it is a genuine like mm-hmm. con- psychological concept. Mm-hmm. Folly Adieu loosely translated basically means madness of two okay yeah well do means two in french right yes so we're going to talk about the parker home murder case Mm -hmm. so pauline parker was born on may 26th 1938 to Mm -hmm. parents who were part-time house staff and gardeners at the university in christchurch new zealand Mm -hmm. so as a young child pauline had suffered from a chronic health condition called osteomyelitics okay Sorry, very hard. Osteomyelitis? Yeah, osteomyelitis. Myelitis, okay. Uh, Very sorry. I even put, like, the phonetic spelling Mm -hmm. in here, but it's still, like, such a long word it's it's overwhelming. It's it's one of those ones, like, like, especially when it's, like, osteo, it's usually, like, what the fuck is this word? Osteoporosis. No. Osteoporosis. But but osteomyelitis, so, which is a swelling in the bone that impacts the arms and the legs of usually younger people. Ooh, that sounds, how do your bones swell? Uncomfortably. 
I mean, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's very painful Ugh. and, like, not at all a comfortable Yikes. disease. So due to this, she did not have very many friends where she lived mm-hmm. and was kind of considered a loner. Um, mm-hmm. She was kind of bullied. And also, like, because she had chronic health conditions, she wasn't always at school, mm-hmm. things like that. So she didn't have a ton of friends. Mm-hmm. So, however, however, in 1954, things changed for Pauline after making friends with the new girl in school, Juliet Holm. Mm-hmm. So Juliet had moved to the area from England with her parents, who mm-hmm. her father um, was a celebrated physicist. Mm-hmm. So the two girls had become classmates at Christchurch Girls High School. And Juliet herself also understood childhood illnesses mm-hmm. as she had suffered from tubo- tuberculosis oh, wow. as a child. Wait, so they so Juliet came from England. Where is where was Pauline? Pauline was born and grew up in Christchurch, New Zealand. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's yes. a big move. Damn. Yes. Okay. Um, so Juliet herself, she had tuberculosis growing up and the two girls quickly became friends and bonded over the fact that neither of them could participate in PE due to their chronic illnesses. Mm. So due to, um, Pauline's bone disorder, she Mm -hmm. couldn't really do PE and because of the after effects of tuberculosis, Mm -hmm. uh, for Juliet, she couldn't really breathe well and do PE either. Like asthma on steroids. Yes. So way worse than my already asthmatic ass. Yeah. Oh my God. So the two girls became fast friends. Both of them were great lovers of fiction and had Mm -hmm. very vivid imaginations. Mm -hmm. So they began making up their own fantasy life and together began making up stories. Mm -hmm. So within this fantasy world they created, they also developed their own special religion. Oh. So the two rejected Christianity and instead in this religion they made up and they worshipped and celebrated their own saints that they had created, which mm-hmm. most of which were famous artists. Okay. So they became what they would describe, or they like kind of envisioned and created their own like parallel dimension that mm. they referred to as the fourth world. Okay. So this became what they would describe as like their version of heaven. Okay. So this was a place that they mentally would go during times of what they described as spiritual enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And they thought that their friendship was directly causing this spiritual enlightenment. Okay. So the two girls were basically very isolated, very alone, became mm-hmm. super fast friends and started really falling into this like make believe world mm. that they really thought existed in some ways and that the two of them were the only people like being together mm. was the only way to get there. Interesting. Yes. So a bit odd, but yeah, okay. we'll just leave that one there for a moment. So each of the girls began to become really concerned by the friendship's closeness. So the girls quickly became inseparable and were at each other's houses constantly mm-hmm. and spent all of their time together. Which is not good because it's very codependent. Yes. So we're starting codependency early yeah. with these two. Yeah. So to the point where when the girls were separated or spent any real length of time apart, they became withdrawn and sometimes even physically ill. Oh, wow. That's fucking weird. Yes. That's how dependent they were on each other. Uh, both girls at times would also romanticize being sick. Oh, Jesus. And thought uh, their illness kind of made them, them being ill made them like better than other people or more mm, interesting. I've, and, like, it's kind of like very, very in a very similar vein of how like I feel like around like now around like TikTok and Twitter, and Instagram, like it's fun, not fun, but it's like a trend to have depression, to have anxiety, to have ADHD. Like, yes. oh, you're part of an elite group if you're autistic or whatever. And it's like, okay, you're you're mm-hmm. taking the, the, the parts of it that make it like not fun. It's not fun to have yeah. a mental health diagnosis. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But 
their people are taking it and commodifying it and being like, oh yes. my God, like, look it at us. It also reminds me of like Tumblr era girlies yes. of yep. the like being anorexic or being mm-hmm. mentally ill or yeah. like those. I feel like especially like during our age group when we mm-hmm. were teenagers, like being the crazy girl or yeah. crazy girlfriend somehow got very romanticized. And yeah. especially like I remember in my hometown because it's a very small town mm-hmm. area and like has very weird values mm-hmm. that it was like hot but crazy and mm-hmm. like acting like a psychopath as a girl and like basically i don't know there was this weird cultural thing where like if you're a girl who hits your boyfriend and acts psychotic and says that he's not allowed to hang out with other girls or even talk to or look at other girls that that's perfectly acceptable mm, i hate that that was yeah. that was kind of how it was when i was when i was growing up too i think it was very like very possessive very toxic very, they they promote toxicity in relationships for young young people absolutely and it kind of very much one of those kind of things it's like gotcha. they okay. thought of being sick as like this beautiful thing mm, they which... thought it kind of like how the like i like cynthia uh sylvia plath as a mm-hmm. person i think she's a very influential person but kind of like how people romanticize sylvia plath mm, and her like, suicide and yes like yeah and so kind of like that mm-hmm so Pauline's parents in particular were afraid that due to how close the girls were, that perhaps they were gay. Mm-hmm. So this scared them because at this time in the 1950s in New Zealand, being gay was considered a criminal offense mm-hmm. and that gay people were believed to be severely mentally ill. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's the 50s. It's the 50s. So obviously, as queer people, we are not homophobic no. and we are not anti-gays. Mm-mm. We do not support at all pauline's parents like thinking of this as a logical or realistic fear no however culturally i will recognize that this is at during the 50s this probably was a parent's greatest fear oh yeah because socially people were so shitty to gay people it's kind of like how not i mean Mm -hmm. kind of in the same vein of like how um how during the 60s or even today Mm -hmm. like you go home with a black boyfriend or a black girlfriend Mm -hmm. and you're white and they're like, that's socially unacceptable to be dating yes. a, a mixed race. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's one of those where it's like, you know. Yes. That the, like, it's culturally, this is a time where any kind of other that is not white Christian straight, straight. dating yeah. is somehow bad. So that's kind of what Pauline was dealing with, especially okay. in her home, is she had parents who mm. were being homophobic and convinced she was gay mm. and being really weird and nervous about it. Gotcha. Okay. So the girls, of course, became very aggravated at any attempts to have them spend less time together and were becoming more and more obsessed with each other. Mm-hmm. So just before June, things got much worse as the pair uh, for the pair as Juliet's parents were beginning to divorce and because they were parting ways, they believed that to not worsen Juliet's health health and to try to make the divorce easier they made the decision to send her to south africa to go live with relatives oh wow wait yes. so they don't want to make her health worse so they send her to another fucking continent well that's what they didn't full-on send her yet they were making the decision to okay. do that 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 was going to be their plan that because they were divorcing and they were potentially having to figure out like mm-hmm. are we going to move back to england uh, is one of us going to stay in new zealand what are we going to do that they were going to send her to live mm-hmm. with relatives in south africa gotcha. which juliet had lived in south africa okay at, and like her parents and her had lived mm-hmm. in south africa for a number of years gotcha okay younger. so that was what they were thinking would possibly be best for Julia. Mm-hmm. 
Juliet. Or Juliet, yeah. sorry. So the girls believed that perhaps Juliet's parents would agree to send Pauline too, and that the pair could run away together to the United States and become famous writers. What the fuck? Yep. So although Juliet's parents had no intention of doing this, they thought that the that they absolutely would and that Honora, Pauline's mother, would be the one to stand in their way as they believed that she would not pa- let Pauline go. Mm-hmm. So although they had this very... Mm-hmm. not accurate notion mm-hmm. that Juliet's parents would totally be on board with sending Pauline with them, mm-hmm. with her. They were convinced that that was going to happen and that it was only Pauline's mother that was the problem. So the girls continued to ruminate over this idea and began to believe that it was true and that they would need to get the one obstacle standing in their way out of the way. Mm, so the girls like formed it. a plan, which they both wrote about uh, about in their collective diaries. Mm-hmm. So and and on the afternoon of June 22nd, 1954, they decided to follow through with their plan. So the girls and Honora went together to a tea shop near a park in town and then on a hike through a wooded trail. So on this walk, when the girls and Honora were in a particularly wooded part of the path, the pair pulled out a half a brick inside of a silk stocking and began to beat Pauline's mother to death. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Yep. So just on a casual stroll through the woods, this woman taking her teenage daughter and best friend on just a, a casual walk. How old were, were they when this happened? About 16. So they think that, mm-hmm. obviously as part of the filet do whatever, like yep. they think that by killing Pauline's mother, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, first of all, there's going to be no fault of their own. Nope. And also that they're going to go to America with like. Yeah. That they're what? just going to be able to be sent to South Africa together and then run away to the United States and become famous writers and everything will be fine. What the fuck? Yep, this oh is God. what they thought. So the two girls then went back to the tea shop, completely covered in blood, telling the owner of the kiosk that Pauline's mother had fallen on the trail. Mm-hmm. So police were called, and when they saw Honora's body, they knew immediately that this was no accident. So due to the obvious defensive wounds on her hands and neck, the police knew that this woman had been murdered and beaten mercilessly. Mm-hmm. So, and from the quick search of the area, the police quickly found the murder weapon discarded in the nearby woods. Mm. So the police suspected the girls very early on after reading their diaries and seeing the plans that they had been making, and they immediately arrested the pair for the murder. So, pretty easy to spot who did it. Mm -hmm. But... So the media in New Zealand went wild for this case. Mm -hmm. They were completely obsessed with the girls and accused the pair of being lesbians, uh, Mm -hmm. which both Pauline and Juliet denied. So the media portrayals were entirely fetishistic Mm -hmm. and would print scandalous stories claiming that the pair had written about having a sexual relationship in their diaries along with the murder plot, which was not true. They did write about the murder plot. But to my knowledge and from nothing that I could find, there was no mention of any kind of sexual yeah. relationship yeah, no. between the pair. Yeah. Whenever there's two, I mean, it reminds me of the mm-hmm. Gwendolyn whatever and Kathy's, yeah. almost a Kathy Bates, not Kathy uh, Bates. Kathy Wood and Gwendolyn Graham. Yeah. Like, yes. it reminds me of that, how, like, they were, like, the big thing of it was mm-hmm. that they were lesbians. Like, I yep. feel like whenever there's two women that commit a crime together, it's like, oh, they were, we're fucking, fun. they were loving they each were other. Gay. They were lesbians. Like the lesbians are murderers. Like it, just because there's two people who are very close to one another does not mean they're lesbians. Yes, and even that. if they are lesbians, and even if they happen to be gay and then commit murder, it's not because they're gay. It's because exactly. they were murderers. Exactly. You can be gay 
and not be a murderer, i.e. both of us. Yes. Hello? But you can also be both. You could be Jeffrey Dahmer. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. He Got was John on... Wayne Gacy, pedophile. Exactly. Like... They were all just fucked up people. It really has nothing to do with sexuality. Mm-hmm. It just has everything to do with psychology. It, exactly. Like... Yep. Agreed. So, of course... That's not how the media took it. Mm. They completely ran with this fetishistic, like, nonsense mm-hmm. portrayal. So the media in particular had become so obsessed that it did actually influence real politicians and leaders in the country to take notice. So just four months after the murder uh, of the Special Committee on Moral Delinquency in Children and Adolescents used this case as evidence of moral decline in their uh, Manzagarb report and basically stated or started their own little moral panic about the state of young people in the oh country. Oh my god. So they were basically like children are gay and now they're murdering! <laughs> like, <laughs> Turn the freaking frogs gay! Like, exactly! Like hello? it was full Alex Jones oh nonsense. My god. So it was like thanks guys but so when the trial began the pair uh each of their attorneys had wanted the girls to enter pleas of not guilty based on the reason of insanity Mm -hmm. so they claimed that the girls were suffering from folly ado rather than being gay as they were afraid that if the pair were painted as such that they would be committed to insane asylums and Mm. more than likely would be lobotomized i mean yep thanks 50s thanks 50s but also like that's the fucking goal dude I could just be lobotomized. Oh, my God. That video you sent me the other day of the, like, oh, 1950s housewife, why are you taking medication? You could have just gotten lobotomized. Don't rub it in. I saw that video and almost sent it to you literally 20 minutes before you sent it. Yeah, because, like, literally the goal, like, if I could be lobotomized, I would. Just a straight straight fucking ice pick through the eyeball. I'd love it. Just straight on out of here. Love it. But, so, they were afraid that that's what was going to happen because that was pretty common treatment for mm-hmm. folks who were gay and of course if they're murderous gays mm-hmm. what are they gonna do stick two ice picks in them exactly double double, double down D- double down on the lobotomies double yes. lobotomies double lobotomies you get two you're gay you get two <laughs> you, you buy one get one free lobotomies <laughs> jesus <laughs> So, a folly ado is defined as an identical or similar mental disorders affecting two or more individuals, usually the members of a close family. Mm-hmm. So, typically, they present as paranoid delusions that are transmitted from one person to another. Mm-hmm. So, this condition has been noted by psychologists as existing all the way back to 1860. Oh, wow. Damn. So... There will be other cases that I'll also cover, and then I'll get more into Folly mm-hmm. Ado, because there are several that I find super fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But they believe they basically went with the legal defense of these women were suffering mm-hmm. from, or these girls were suffering from Folly Ado. Gotcha. Okay. So Pauline and Juliet's defense teams tried to explain to the jury that the reason the girls committed these crimes were not because they were mentally ill from gayness, but they were transmitting a shared delusion between the two. Mentally ill from gayness. That's from so gayness. Funny. I feel I like it. they're not mentally ill from the gay. They're mentally ill because they're transmitting shared oh delusions. God. They've created a whole religion, guys. Day is the ill. It had nothing to do oh with God. gays. Love They're it. not going in and doing gay shit and making each other crazy from the gay stuff. It's the it's the religion, the fake religion here. Can I just say when you when you said going in, you took your fingers and pointed them up. And I thought that was really fucking funny. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's basically what the lawyers were trying to say, being like, "They're not gay. They're just crazy." Why not both? Porque Porque no dos. Dos. <laughs> so 
they basically try to say that the two had bonded so deeply as friends that this imaginary world they created, they became so entranced by that they're they're pretending that they basically couldn't extricate themselves from the make-believe and the real world. And that mm-hmm. they had become completely delusional in their thinking about their dire need to be together and that Anora being the obstacle causing that mm-hmm problem the perceived obstacle honestly the perceived obstacle it was not a true obstacle Mm -hmm. but they were also completely delusional in so many other aspects they were delusional about a completely different universe that they could go to together yeah that of course once they got into their heads that honora was the problem Mm -hmm. they were obviously never going to be able to come back from that without severe help yeah definitely so But when the defense and the prosecution rested, the jury came back and convicted the pair after only two hours of deliberation. I mean, yeah. So as the foreman read the guilty verdict, Pauline whispered something to Juliet, and then they both smiled. Ah! I don't like it. Due to the the bo- both of them being minors in New Zealand, no death penalty would be ca- can be considered mm-hmm. for murder cases. And given that they were both so young and clearly mentally ill or delusional, both girls were sentenced to five years in prison. What? That's it. Five fucking five years for years. clobbering your mother to death. Uh huh. Holy shit! What the fuck? Yep. Five whole years. That that's it. They were given five years. Oh my god! For a brutal Jesus. murder. So after each served out their sentences, they were released from prison with their new identities, but put under the very watchful eye of the justice system. Mm -hmm. So because they were minors, they were allowed to be given new identities. Okay. So since each of them was released, neither has committed any other crimes. They both have continued to live under their new identities and have gone on with their lives. Pauline stayed in New Zealand for a few years after her release, but when she then moved to the UK, she has since become a devout Catholic and ran a successful children's writing school. Oh, wow. So most folks tend to describe her as a bit of a recluse and that she very much keeps to herself. Mm -hmm. So Pauline's sister even says that she thinks her sister lives like a nun. Oh, wow. So Parker has never officially discussed the murder with the press, but Mm -hmm. in a 1996 statement through her sister... She did have some, a bit of a statement released. Mm -hmm. So her sister said that Pauline has strong remorse for killing their mom and was quoted as saying, Pauline committed the most terrible crime and has spent 40 years repaying it by keeping people away or by keeping away from people and doing her own little thing. After it happened was, she was very sorry about it. It took her five years to realize what she had done. Mm. I don't know. Like, it took you five years to realize that murder is wrong, question mark? Hello? I, I thought the phrasing was a little bit odd, but yeah. I don't know. It That's her sister. Yeah. I guess you're always going to try to defend I, your sister. I, um, I don't know. I don't, if my, if, I don't think if, I'm, if my sibling killed my parent, I could forgive them. Yeah, I, I don't think I could either. Mm-mm. Unless there was, like, good reason for it, I guess. Yeah. And, like... I get that this person was very severely mentally ill, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I can handle yeah. that as a reason exactly. either. Because you're because even though if this person did it like under like mental illness or whatever, under yeah. whatever, like it's still you're still allowed to have your feelings of remorse and and Anger. resentment yeah. because they killed your fucking parent. Yeah. Hello. Very strange. Um. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that statement. Mm-hmm. But Juliet, since uh, her release, moved out of the country to live with her father for a period of time uh, and then also ended up moving to the UK. Oh. So she converted to Mormonism and for oh. a period of time worked as a flight attendant. Oh. 
But after some time of doing that, she became a novelist. Mm -hmm. Under her new identity, she took on the name Anne Perry and has become an extremely prolific and successful historic crime novelist. Wow. She has wrote over 120 uh, books (gasps) and other works. She's won numerous rewards and especially has been very successful with her Detective Thomas Pitt series. Wow. So unlike Pauline, Juliet, or Anne, has publicly discussed the murder, not in very much detail, but she, uh, and she will not answer too many questions about it, but she has publicly discussed the motives behind it not being related to a romantic relationship, but by a friendship plagued with shared mental illness. Mm. So when she, when asked, she also states her feelings about it very plainly as she says that she was guilty and she paid her time. Oh, wow. Yep. So to anyone's knowledge, neither one has ever contacted the other since their release. Mm-hmm. Although media outlets reported that a condition of their release was that they never contact each other again. Mm-hmm. Legally, that was actually not the case. Mm. Um, they have never been legally barred from doing so, but both have seemed to never spoken to each other again. And even at times when they were both living in the same country, they've never contacted the other Oh, one. wow. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Like, I could not imagine having a friend... Like, I love you, but, like, I'm not going to kill your mom with you. And I hope that you wouldn't help me kill my mom. No, I love Bobby. Exactly. Like, why why, why are we going to not know? Like, we're not going to do that shit. Like, hello? Yep. What the fuck? Like, we share mental illnesses. We We share share a prescription. Like, I'm not going to share a murder charge with you. No, I'm not going to share a murder (laughs) rap with you. And although, like, I'm glad they clearly moved on and have never talked to each other yeah. again, but how do you have, like, a whole human being on this earth that you committed a murder with, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, bye. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like... It's good, because I, yeah. I think they probably have shared mental illness again, mm-hmm. if they ever met again. Yeah, that's fucking... Geez. Well, they're, like, almost 100 years old now. A little bit, yeah. I mean, they're born in the 30s, right? Yeah, they're, they're, like they're getting up old. there. Jesus fucking yep, Christ. they're getting up there. Holy shit, um, dude. But, yeah, that was the case Damn. of Juliet Helm and Pauline Parker, who wow. killed Pauline's mother, Honora oh Parker, God. because of a shared delusion, basically. That's fucking crazy, dude. Holy shit. That's... Uh, that, the concept of filet do is so fucking weird to me. Like, yes. I, I get it, and I get why it's a concept and shit like that, but, like, what the fuck, yeah, dude? Like, well, when I was reading more about, like, the definition of it, I came across, like, some of the case studies they were doing that were so interesting, and both of the ones that I ended up seeing were of more common... Like, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of, like, twin siblings or, like, very mm-hmm. close yeah. siblings usually ending up having it, but those case studies they did were both, like, moms and their sons. Oh, and like Norman Bates and Kathy Bates. Yeah. And like Is Kathy Bates an actor? Not Kathy Bates. It's Norman Bates and Norma Bates. Who's Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates is the is, is the most awesome actress. Is she like, the one who was in Dolores Claiborne? Yes. Just kidding. Norman Bates and Norma Bates. I love you, Kathy Kathy, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, sorry. sorry. You're not Kathy crazy. Bates, we love I'm you. Sorry. Um Anyway. Yes. But yeah, so a very like Norman Bates and his mama type vibes. Uh which was so interesting because like one of the case studies i'll probably like get them both like simultaneously intertwined but the first one that i read was basically like it was an adult son and his mom Mm -hmm. and his mom basically like convinced him that their neighbors were trying to like take them out and were like bad people after like i guess like months earlier i if i remember correctly a neighbor's dog bit him Mm. 
like clearly it was an accident but like she was like then became super like whacked about it Mm -hmm. and like had full-on convinced her son that like and herself that like the neighbors were trying to kill them what the fuck dude yo filet was fucking weird so that's fucking crazy well hopefully you can explore that more in like a later episode because it's definitely definitely interesting i definitely have at least like two other cases that i definitely want to talk about that Mm -hmm definitely have a lot to do with folly ado mm-hmm. but this one i just did as like a quick little one because i was like i oh and one of the things that like i completely forgot to mention in this was that it was turned into a, a movie what yeah this whole case was turned into the movie heavenly creatures oh. that was starring kate winslet and um what's her name oh i can see her face she's wonderful i love her she's such a good actress what else is she in uh yellow jackets no, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen that. So, oh, uh, she was a, she was sissy in Rose Red. I I don't know the characters in Rose Red. Sorry, but I know you've only seen it one time. Cause yeah, because four sit down fucking hours. It. Yes, it's four hours. Oh my god! You can't. Hello, cast. Please give me the cast. Ah, Melanie Linsky. Mm. Yes, so it starred Melanie Linsky mm. and Kate Winslet. Gotcha. Uh, and. Literally, like, they did a really good job in the movie to talk about, like, this girl's shared mental illness. Like, Mm -hmm. they do make the murder scene, like, a little... Graphic. Graphic. Mm. But they do a lot to show the, like, imaginary Mm -hmm. world that the two were in. And, like, it's really cool. I've only seen parts of the movie, but would love to sit down and, like, full-on watch it. Because, like, it was done really, really well. And, like... It is a very interesting case. And to think that Anne Perry, the author who has wrote 120 books, is a very famous author, is a convicted murderer. That's crazy. She writes crime novels and she's done crime. That's fucking crazy. She's full on done a murder. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for bringing that to us. Like, Jesus Christ. So you can keep up with our bullshit and follow us on socials and see when Mm -hmm. the next time I do a case is, because Lord knows. Um, You can follow (laughs) us on Instagram at Figures in the Dark. Follow us on Twitter at Figures in the Dark, but dark spelled D-R-K. You can like us on Facebook, share our page, give us a comment at Figures in the Dark. Send us an email, case suggestions, any spooky stories, any feedback, constructive criticism, pictures of your cat you can email us at figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com and you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms like anchor um google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, amazon music spotify i almost forgot spotify um mm-hmm. yeah you can listen to all on all, all there and then some other small ones and stuff thank you guys mm-hmm. please don't kill your moms yeah um, no don't help your friends kill their mom no. but thank you for listening and as always beware the figures in the dark all right bye bye